that's what they see because in the special thing, all that has to do with it is the fact that you guys understand that you guys are unique. You are a snowflake. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't understand right. why that's such a, why people make such you a know big what? deal out of that we- thing. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Well, it's time once again. You have found yourself back into the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Tony Dufresne, one of your hosts, along with the wonderful Lexi Rodriguez out in San Diego, California. How are you doing, Lex? So good, and I'm going to have a beach day all to myself because Sweet. it's like 78 degrees right now. Oh, that's perfect. That's a perfect springtime day out in Diego, plus the fact that out there at this point, the beaches aren't slammed and you can have a lot of sand space and it's oh, pretty I'm chill. I'm so excited. That's great. So uh, we're going to jump in today, and I want to give a little background on this because I just, I just wrapped it down with Lexi for about 15 minutes, but I'll try to condense it. Originally, we were going to talk about the five or ten biggest myths of millennials, and then I, I I got on and to do the research, and I realized that topic's been beat to death, uh, and everybody's yeah. had an opinion about it. And the fact is, is that most of the stuff that you read about the myths, everybody knows. You know, you guys know as millennials, you guys already know the shit that you have to defend on yourself. All the stuff that people are telling you that you know the snowflake and the entitlement, and all that crap. You already know all that stuff, so. In the midst of doing all that, I started getting super pissed because <laughs> what I don't like to do is, you know, when we first started this show, the whole thing, and it was more relationship based, but still, when we first started it, our whole uh, goal on this thing was to be entertaining and fun and to be funny and to and for p- people to go, you know what, I'm going to give 25 minutes of my day to this show because there are literally a million options out there for you to yeah. give your 25 minutes not just we podcasts. want you to learn something, but we also want you to laugh and kind of just feel right. like you can relax and let go of whatever stress is, you know, Isn't creating that the whole in point? the outside world. Exactly. Right. So that that was the whole point. And so, the, and so the the one thing I don't like to do, and I never like to do, is start to down spiral into this rage talk uh, and to get all bent out of shape or to jump on a soapbox and start you know wagging my finger, but. This situation about millennials getting berated and uh, and and people trying to keep them down and and trying to uh, diminish their spirit, I've had enough of it. I just said, fuck it. I've had, just had enough of it. And it's because it's, it's such bullshit. It's the same thing. It's like the crab theory. And we talked about the crab theory before. And that's the whole thing about, you know, crabs. If you catch one, then you have to put a mesh over the top of the the barrel that you put them in or they'll try to climb out and they'll do a pretty good job of climbing out. If you catch more than one, you don't have to put a mesh on the top of the of the barrel or the container because the other crabs will pull them down. Mm-hmm. And and I that's what I see with the millennial generation versus the Gen Xers and the baby boomers is that you guys with this new information age and the new technological age and the new level of introspection, and I'm going to get into that, but with all that stuff, you guys are in a totally different mind space than my generation or the generation before the generation before that. I mean, completely different. Oh, it's which, drastic. Oh it's my God. Drastic. It's, 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 it's incredible. And it's, but you know what? I got to tell you from a Gen Xer standpoint, baby boomers, it scares the shit out of the older people. Right. I urge, you know what I urge is. I want millennials to try to pay attention to that. Like this, just this week, if you're listening and you hear this right now or whenever you hear this, this week, try to pay attention to the Gen Xers and the baby boomers you encounter because you're going to be fascinated by the drastic difference 
in mindset. And you know what? You'll learn something from it and you'll kind of, sometimes it it discourages me because I just want to be like, well, I could teach you a few things, old buddy, you know, but they're just very like, sure you can. I'm 40 years older than you, but pay attention because it's really interesting. And anytime, which you brought up a good point, anytime anybody brings up age as something that's a superior aspect to you, first of all, you can't change that. And second of all, that's a total crutch. When it comes to, and that means that they're short-sighted and they're closed-minded and they'll never listen to you anyway. So you, so you could just say, "Well, forget and that." And they it's won't listen to anyone. No, they not won't. Just because, you. Well, not any, well, but younger. They won't oh. because they because they've already classified you guys as not knowing life. You know, it's that whole thing about everybody being older. And yes, as an older per, as a fifty-year-old, I do know more about certain things because I've lived through a lot of stuff, and and that's one thing. But that has zero to do zero to do with your own unique perspective on life and the fact that that millennials have grown up in a completely different context than Gen Xers completely so and you know op- well, I was just, one of just the- opening opening up me opening up or Gen Xers opening up to that is a very very important thing it has nothing to do with age or experience totally nothing i love that you brought that up it has zero to do with anything because one of the big um, experiences that millennials allow themselves to have as opposed to Gen Xers is learning. Like we want to learn. We know that we have knowledge available to us at any point. We're like stoked when we meet someone who knows more about something than us. But that's the difference is Gen Xers, they don't really want to learn too much anymore. They stay, they stick to one news outlet. They stick to one radio show, you know, like they've been listening to Jim Rome for 25 years and they won't listen to anybody new and and popular and that's the difference and that's why we are so full of knowledge and so um full of urgency well i understand we we grew up in a binary world we grew up in a very very binary you know newspapers and radio and that was it now with the technology and with social media all sorts of stuff happened and i have to tell you to be honest from a gen extra standpoint it scares the shit out of the older generation. It's more of a fear-based thing than anything. It has nothing to do with them not accepting an expanded view of the world. It has everything to do with them not being able to expect or to accept the expanded view of the world because it scares them. It opens up this whole new thing where they've never had to deal with it before. And they and we weren't brought up in that age. And so that's what so that but that rolls right into how I want to roll how I want to get this this show going. And I want to I want to title the show Why Millennials Will Change the World. Actually, you already are right now, but I want to title it Why You Guys Will Change the World. And here's why. I've got just some bullet points. I'm going to throw them out there and then I want to hear what you have to say about this, all right? And I'll try not to do anger like rage ranting. <laughs> I love it. I love that you just have our back. And literally, Tony is the guy to hit up if you have any questions about anything and you are a millennial starting a business or whatever you need. Because, I mean, interestingly enough, I work with older clients. He works with younger clients, but he's the guy. So let's Yeah, but but that's good because you can can share with them your... Your, your yeah, level right? of exposure and experience and stuff and vice versa. Yeah. And I'm not an ass kicker, a kisser either. I don't kiss any ass and I don't, I don't placate to the snowflake or the whatever. I don't do that just to get people in. I tell it like it is. I'm pretty blunt as fuck in regards to stuff, but I very, very much respect the power that you guys have as a generation. And, and here's why 
you're going to you are already the biggest generation in terms of population. And I'm going to stick with American numbers just and I know we have a lot of overseas people that listen and it applies to them, but I don't have specifics on them. So just follow me on this. All right. So biggest generation by 2025, you millennials will make up 75 percent of the workforce. And that's not far um, coming up here. You carry more debt than any previous generation of your age. You've lived through the recession and the impact on the families and on that American dream during that period of time. Uh, You were brought up in a 24-hour news cycle with constant reminders of evil leading to a heightened fear response. That's a psychological fact. When you have all of that stimulus out there, you have it. And if it's all geared towards that, especially with the 24-hour news cycle, the way that they set it up, they set it up as a shock thing. You don't see yeah. uh, you don't see kitten videos on CNN all the time. And the reason why is because that doesn't bring viewers in. What brings viewers in is shocking, fearful stuff. That's how we're wired from the amygdala. You know, that limbic system, that little uh, primitive brain part in the back. So that's that's why it also keeps you on constant uh, heightened levels of awareness, which think about the development. Think about the development as a child sitting in front of the TV with all these dreams and aspirations and then just hearing the most heart wrenching shit going on in the economy when we're I mean I was in middle school you know and it's like well fuck I mean honestly I probably wasn't aware enough to grasp what was really going on but consciously exactly but the negative words and and everybody else like scrambling to find a job and some income definitely had an effect on my development because you're getting exposed as a young kid or as an adolescent to all of this stuff it, whether it be, and I'll talk about social so social media or CNN or terrible stuff or 9-11 or any of that kind of stuff, your prefrontal cortex, which if you take your your hand and just put it on your forehead, that's where your prefrontal cortex lies. That's your rational thinking part of your brain, the last part that's developed, and that's not even developed to your 22. And and for a lot of people, it's not even developed to your 80. So I mean, I'm just kidding about that. But it's but seriously, oh, it's literally not developed until you're 22 years old. So before right. that, before that, what gets processed? All that fear and all that all that information gets processed in the amygdala, or gets processed back into into the parts of the brain that can't really handle the overall aspects of all of it that's involved in that situation. So that creates a, a heightened level of fear response, and that's why you guys have been have been dealt kind of a shitty bottom of the deck thing and all that stuff. Yeah. You haven't really been able to develop outside of that bubble of being overstimulated by all this shit. Right. To look at it kind of in a positive aspect, we were raised with around like frugality, I guess you can say is when I would go to a restaurant, we would never order dessert, you know, because it was like once a week or maybe once a month, we had some extra change to go to a restaurant, which was really cool. So as I've gotten older, I mean, I definitely did my share of shopping as any chick does when they get like their first paycheck or whatever, their first big deal, whatever it is. But I definitely am a lot more frugal than I probably would have been if I was raised in a household or in an economic society where I saw it more often. So Mm -hmm. that helps me. That helps me when I'm trying to save money to start a business. That helps me when I want to move to a city that is fairly expensive, but I want to create my life in this city because I just fucking want to. Mm -hmm. But that helps because I wasn't 
raised in an economy where the American dream was something I was visually seeing all the time. But that brings up an amazingly good point and how powerful, how it's like 99% of development in regards to the uh, nurture part, not the nature part, not the way you're wired, but the nurture part in terms of the exterior stimulation that happens to you when you're a child. 99% of it is your parents and your house. It's your right. house and how things are. So if that's if there's an issue there, or if there's an inconsistency, or if there's a single parent that's trying to struggle and you're dealing with all that kind of stuff, or you, all of a sudden there's there's a there's a um, phrase, a psychological phrase called parentification, which means a lot of times the child actually takes over being the parent. Terrible thing that happens to kids, especially like older kids and a single mom type of a situation where now they have to become the parent way too young to have all that responsibility. But if that happens, that makes a neurological imprint in the mind and that affects you your whole entire life. So again, that stuff makes a huge impact on how you guys have been developed both naturally and nurture, you know, both inside and outside. So I wanted to, to make mention a couple other things about what you guys have gone through. Uh, you were brought up in the new age of information and social media where there is a constant barrage of information that can take as that you can take as supportive or destructive depending on your mind frame. Now, the problem is the mind frame of a teenager is already self-conscious and fearful to begin with. So what happens when you see a bunch of stuff on on Facebook? You're going to pick out the stuff that really what you're looking for. And a lot of times we screw ourselves in our mind because our ego is always looking for our faults, especially at that age, because you're always looking to cure thing because you think you need to be perfect, which is complete bullshit. But your, your reality actually is now formed based upon all the stuff that you see in Facebook. And it's more and more and more and more and more evidence that you're not enough or you're not good enough or smart enough or any of that stuff. And that's really screws people up. With all that stuff out there, that's that whole, they call it Facebook image crafting. And when people put out all the great stuff about themselves and another person is sitting there going, oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm 20 years old and I'm living in my basement and I'm making $8 an hour and I'm flipping fries. And, and then there's, it just creates this narrative that keeps you down. Instead of right. looking at looking at all the possibilities that you can do right. and, and the fact that really the world is still your oyster and you can do whatever the hell you want. And you just have to make it real. I think that um, thoughts are what you become. So you have to be careful about what you think and what you see and what you read and um, just kind of what you really take into your mind. And with millennials having all of these social media outlets in front of our faces every single day it can be dangerous if you aren't programmed to use the strength aspect of this exercise with social media Um, because if you aren't programmed to create strength you will fall into the the horrible facebook stories and and the the stupid instagram shit and And i think that we could use it to benefit ourselves we definitely can use it to hurt ourselves but i actually wrote in my notes i hate social media haters because a lot of gen xers and baby boomers they just think that we use social media to be narcissist and yeah, but that's binary like, thinking right lux i mean that's totally. that, that's either either or and that's ridiculous and you know what when people say that i'm just like god no we are using social media 
as a free outlet to promote the things that we will one day be making tons of money. And if not be making tons of money, we will be benefiting others in a positive way. And that's another thing about millennials. Millennials care more about bringing benefit to their society more than any generation ever has. Absolutely. Life with purpose, work with purpose. That's one of their focuses. And I'm going to get into that when I get into the, to the Maslow thing and I bring that up. But that brings, that brings up a great point in regards to the focus, uh, and, uh, where you guys are versus where the older generations are and where their focus is. I wanted to make mention that living through that whole devastation, that recession slash depression stuff, it made you guys realize or it showed to you guys through your parents that the American dream really doesn't exist, uh, which has led you guys to be the first generation en masse to embrace introspection and life with purpose and work with purpose. The generation as a whole, the millennials, uh, is closer to understanding the meaning and the purpose of life more than any previous generation since the Renaissance. And interestingly enough, if you look at the Renaissance, that was in direct response to the Dark Ages. Which was like the war, which is when religion took over and they told everybody they were a big piece of shit and they had, and they couldn't live and they, there wasn't any passion and all that. And finally it was like, forget that, man. We're going to jump out of this. And they went into the Renaissance. I think what's going on now with the information and technological age and with the power that we have now to, like you said, to create connections because it's all about relationships. All about everything's oh, all about relationships. Thoughts are everything. I hate when people don't post negative shit. Don't post, don't even read the first sentence in a negative post. You know, it's like so questionable to me when I see a friend on my social media outlets that posts anything negative. I'm like, get the fuck out of there. But I did want to bring up really quick that m- millennials will change the world because we. Any company that we choose to spend our time working for, for the most part, is to benefit that company. In all reality, millennials, luckily, can pick up a job doing many things. I was just talking that doesn't have that doesn't have to do with a fucking compromising salary that's very mediocre and is not really what you deserve with your education background or with your experience or whatever it is. If we choose to work for a company, it's to benefit that company. And these companies, I I honestly think most of them, um, I haven't been into the corporate world for much. Um, For the most part, I think these companies are hiring millennials and they're very open to hire millennials because of this. But I was just talking to a friend the other day. He moved out here from Denver because he wanted to live out here. And he's fucking walking dogs because he doesn't want to settle for for a mediocre salary right now. There are these apps where it's like Uber that people in these ritzy neighborhoods like where I live in La Jolla will just... It's like Uber. If they need someone to walk their dogs, it's like $28, whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's called, you, there's one called Tackle or something. Yeah, I've seen isn't that. Isn't that shit crazy? Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Hey. It's like if we choose to work for your company, it's because we either see ourselves taking over and becoming the CEO of that company or it's because we want to benefit the company and we believe in some slight feature that it has to offer. I will tell you before, I mean, it, it, and that makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm going to give you the perspective of an older Gen Xer slash baby boomer. We used to get out of go to school for a particular reason. Usually it's the wrong reason. Usually you don't get a degree in the thing you ended up in. Anyway, usually. Then you get out and it's your whole thing is, and it's very linear. Understand that, that we lived a very linear life in terms of our path. This is the American dream path. 
you get out and you put your name out there and you interview and you look for a job. Why do you look for a job? So you can make money, so you can get out and get your own place. Do you necessarily care? And I'm talking from back back when, when I got out. Most of the time, did you necessarily care about the company that you went with? No, you did not. I got out. I was at I was at San Diego State. And I was a finance major, and uh, I had uh, interviews. And I remember one interview I'd had with Pillsbury. Pillsbury, you know, who knew, right? I mean, I I don't give a shit about Pillsbury stuff. But I had an interview because they wanted they maybe wanted to hire me. So I got to the second interview, and they were at, they asked me if I wanted to move or if I wanted to, if I could move to Minneapolis. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I mean, but that was the mindset at the time. I didn't know anything really about the company's overall mission or their purpose or where they put their charity dollars or anything like that. But that's the great part about you guys. Finally, after this recession stuff, it, it mixed everything up. And it reprioritized things. And I think you guys saw, you guys saw this linear progression, this plan that we had in growing up in terms of, you know, going to school or getting out and getting a blue collar job or going to school and getting a white collar job or whatever and going, bup, 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 you know, one, two, three, four, five, and then getting up to get your house and your car and all that crap. You saw that completely dissolve in front of you. I mean, like completely. We lost half of the worth during the recession. Half of everybody's worth we've lost. At that time, you guys saw this as kids, impressionable children and adolescents. And you saw and you had the effects of not being able to get your new kicks for the new year or not being able to get, you know, not your parents not being able to enroll you in stuff or you or or school cuts to where now sports actually cost money to play in. Right. When I was going, it didn't cost any money at all. You just play the sports. So. All that stuff changed and it reprioritized things. And you guys, I think in mass, you guys as a generation sat back, and I know you have because you have this perspective. You sat back and said, you know, what the fuck is actually going on here? And really, why am I here? And really, what, where can I put my time to where I feel fulfilled? Totally. And that is the difference between your generation and my generation. And the interesting part about all that stuff is, my generation and the generation before me, the baby boomers, which uh, for the record, the baby boomers are the ones that completely fucked everything up. I'm not just and I'm not blame shifting. I'm just saying it was policies and whatever. Yeah. All that being said, that's the reason why they try to keep you guys down, because it's almost as though you guys understand that w- what's behind the curtain and what's pulling the triggers. And mm-hmm. the fact is, is that you guys come out and say, no, 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 no. This, you know, you live every single day and you're on your deathbed and you look back and you think, wow, I worked for Pillsbury for 40 years and I have a gold watch and then I, I retired totally. and then I played Gosh. I played cards for four and a half years until I passed away. I mean, what the yeah. fuck? So this you guys- conversation is amazing. I love that we're having this. I love that we're, we're speaking it and that people are going to be able to hear it because if, you know what's so fascinating is to think about the neurological development from baby boomers uh, to, okay, let's just say uh, I'm... 27 a 27 year old back in the day the way that they thought compared to the way i think now or the way i totally different tons of peers starting businesses working three jobs writing books and and they're philosophers and we're all theorists but Mm -hmm. we want to be because i would rather read a book to have it fire me up on my own opinions because this guy died 200 years ago, then 
read a book as a baby boomer would have done and remember the facts that I read in the book and memorize them so that that's my knowledge now. No, we as millennials are creating our own knowledge. We're creating our own theories. And I thought about this as you were speaking. It's like, we don't think about it like this. We don't think about we're going to get a job after college and then we're going to retire and we're going to you know, have a party for our retirement and then we're going to die. And then that's what the fuck it's going to be. No, we are trying to make a dent. So because, you know, there are a lot of mystical, mystical things going on with our generation as well. We're very free and we're very, I, I believe everything. Someone asked me the other day, I forget what we were talking about, but they asked me, um, do you believe in, oh someone asked me do you believe in um that we had a past life and i honestly didn't even twitch or think about it i'm like yeah i literally believe in everything until i don't mm-hmm. until i see that that isn't possible or that it it doesn't exist mm-hmm. i believe in it and i think that that's why we believe that putting purpose to our daily lives is really going to affect us in another life and universally yeah, and it will. I mean, I, 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 you know, I personally believe that. But you know, I've done a lot of stuff, and I've you know graduated, and I've been to eight different colleges, and and uh, I've had a ton of different jobs, and I've raised my daughter on my own, and now she's uh, twenty five, and she's doing amazing, and she is living with purpose and teaching kids, and uh, she has two of her own and stuff, and. You know, after after looking at all that kind of stuff and every single day, and this is going to change for you too, and it'll change for everybody in in one way, fashion or another. But I, but I just want to make it specific that you start thinking on a different level when you start waking up in the morning when you get a little bit older and you get on the other side of the hill. And the thing I look at is, you know, what I got I got a day in front of me. I got a day. What what can I do? to create levels of fulfillment and what can I, and really what's the point? It's almost like I want to, and the people that I, that I go through my clients and that I talk to, and hopefully everybody listening here and the people that you talk to, what we're trying to do is we're trying to educate people to become their own philosophers. I mean, that really is, isn't that our goal? Totally. Is to, is to empower every single person that listens at all to become their own philosopher and to start thinking on that meta level, thinking about thinking. And, and you thinking, know why? Think about all think about purpose and fulfillment and and staying away from from defining your life as be happy or sad and all that binary bullshit. Totally. And we all have the same neurological capabilities. And these these amazing theorists and philosophers from the past, these authors that we read of. Um, I just listened to a TED Talks with Malcolm Gladwell, and he's God, he's so amazing. I, like, I am a the huge way that Gladwell he's fan. Think, he's and he's yeah. definitely in his sixties, right? Uh, yeah, I think he is now. Yeah, he the way he thinks is so amazing and so profound that we have we were given those same um, uh, biological makeup to create those thoughts and theories. And you know what? He is so rad for some of you millennials who maybe haven't given him the time of day. He's an older guy that is totally in tune with the art of just creation. One of the must reads. One, I mean, I'm you, if you're going to read any author, Malcolm Gladwell is the guy to read. And if you're going to pick up any book today, tomorrow, or the next day, Tipping Point. Get the Tipping Point. Oh yeah. 
It, it is a one. life in a game changer. You got to get the tipping point. But, but you know, it's like we can create our own theories because we have the capabilities and that's what people need to understand. But millennials are already halfway there because we have the hope and, and hope creates a revolution. It does because it because it creates that it creates the fire it creates the leverage to do something and then and the one thing I want to point out is and what you, what you had indicated is in terms of being a philosopher you don't have to be necessarily a Gladwell or a John Locke or a Kant or any of those guys traditional philosophers philosophy is just is just wanting to get down to the bare bones in regards to your meaning and what means things to you. You know, if you saw City Slickers, you see that movie long, long, long time ago with Billy Crystal, you know, uh, Curly, the, the Jack Palance who played Curly, the old, the old, you know, the total philosopher. And when he said, uh, what's the meaning of life? He just put up one finger. It's, it's you, it's one, it's whatever you make it. And that's what you, and that, and that goes right back to your whole power of what you think, because literally your reality and your life is exactly what you think it is. Exactly. Because every coin has two sides. There's a heads, there's a tails. Which side are you going to focus on? Because I'm telling you right now that there's good shit out there and there's bad shit out there and it'll never change because that's the natural law of things. There's always going to be good stuff you can focus on. There's always going to be crappy stuff you can focus on. Focusing on the good stuff and defining your life in your structure and and expanding out of that from a good positive giving type of a thing is in no way shape or form a sellout in regards to denying the fact of the realities of life all these pragmatists that come out and say oh you're just rosy you know rainbows in the sky all that kind of stuff you're like well yeah there's a rainbow in the sky i'm going to focus on that because it it creates more positive energy in me and then mm-hmm. I can go out and share that with other people. There's also totally. you know, ditches. And there's also people that die every single day. There's been people that have died every single day ever since the first day of the world. You're not going to change that. And that's not the point. The point is you and what the hell are you going to do? All this stuff. This is a good show because this is all the shit that we talk to with our clients. This right. is all the, it's self-empowering. But that leads me into the last thing I want to talk about is the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This thing, if you're going to pull up anything or if you're going to put something on your wall or if you're going to have a, a desktop screensaver, put up the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This is why, if you take a look at the at the hierarchy, and Maslow was a psychologist and a researcher back in the day. This thing is why the difference between why you guys are berated and called entitled and snowflakes and all that kind of stuff by the Gen Xers and the baby booners. If you take a look at the Maslow's, basically it's set up to where there's a set of needs and the most pressing needs are at the very bottom of the pyramid. And then it goes up as in you elevate yourself and you expand yourself and you become more conscious and more aware. So it starts off with just basic, basic needs to like survive. Right. So it's it's the physiological needs. So you need air, food, water, sex, because we have to procreate, sleep. So for every single person on the planet ever in the history of mankind, we've we've had to satisfy those needs in order to survive, right? Pretty simple. Right. Right. You gotta breathe, you gotta eat, you gotta you need water, you you, you gotta get busy because you gotta need you need to get kids out there and stuff. Okay. The second level after that is safety. So this is where it gets interesting. So this is the security of body, so safety about your body, of employment, safety of employment, of resources, of morality, of the family, of health, and of property. It's all about safety. This is all about protecting. 
Mm-hmm. So once you once you have your food and your water and stuff, then it's about protecting your food and water, protecting yourself and protecting your family and protecting your job. Now, you can see where that is a mainstay and a lot of people get stuck at that level. That's where they stop because all totally. of a sudden they become fearful of everything else and very protective. You can't be protective and expand at the same time. So they're just playing life on the defense. Totally. They're playing I mean, life on the defense. Living they, paycheck exactly. to paycheck. They don't want to move. They don't want to start a business. They don't want to do anything because they're so afraid. Exactly. And Completely they protective. have this. I love this Maslow's, but also it's kind of it, for people that do not think too outside of the box. I think if you look at that and that's what you're living life by, it's a little limiting. It's, it's, it's a little limiting. Oh my God. It's completely limiting because yeah. you can't be protective and expansive at the same time. So, but, and, but, but I've dealt with a lot of clients. I'm, I'm dealing with a client right now that for the life of me, I swear to God, I can't get through to this girl because I, she keeps, she keeps saying she wants to go higher and more expansive. Yet every single thing that she does and everything, single thing that she says validates the fact that she's at the safety level. I'm like, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So after that level, the next step up is the loving and belonging. See, this is when vulnerability starts to kind of come into it a little bit. So this is friendship and family and sexual intimacy. This is where relationships start to happen. This is the level where you start opening up a little bit more to other people rather than being fearful and very protective. The level after that, now we're getting into, it's called esteem level. It's self-esteem and confidence and achievement and respect for others and respect by others. And this, this is, is when intelligence comes into play this and you're is where not just exactly. using your body to defend and to work. And the perspective of you're not the only person in the world and your perspective on life is not the same as everybody else's. This is where you start understanding and respecting other people as they are and who they are uh, and also respecting yourself and understanding that yourself with all your flaws, uh, you are perfect in a flawed state. I mean, that's kind of where that is. But but this is where we lose a lot of people at this self-esteem and confidence and achievement and respect for others. And we still are we're still holding on to the baby boomers and the Gen Xers. So a lot of them we haven't lost a lot of them yet because they can still rise to that level. But it's the last level that's the problem. And the last level on the pyramid of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self-actualization. Mm-hmm. That's where we that's- lose. That's where we lose everybody because you know what that is? Morality, creativity, spontaneity, problem solving, lack of prejudice, brilliance, and, and acceptance, brilliant. and acceptance of the facts, acceptance yes. of the facts. Can you see where we lose people there? Totally, absolutely, and I think that this is beautiful. I think this hierarchy is fucking so great. But I think if you're looking at it and you are that type of person who isn't already able to mentally expand you're going to look at it and you're gonna be like okay well i'll get there after i finish this and you're that person you're not ever going to uh like reach ultimate expansive genius because you're you're limiting yourself so this is very limiting but it's also very powerful and it makes perfect sense do you see the difference between the the reason why you millennials are getting berated by the older generations because the older generations are scared shitless because you guys are the first generation the first one out of the, since the industri- beginning of the industrial revolution that actually you guys have almost naturally progressed into that self-actualization stage at a, at, at a higher level than other generations you guys define life by that stage and a lot in, right. in, in a lot of cases that scares people because they see that as you know what they see that as being entitled 
somewhat right. lazy because you're not focused on just the tangible linear things. Right. It, and uh, special. That's what they see because in the special thing, all that has to do with it is the fact that you guys understand that you guys are unique. You are a snowflake. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't understand right. why that's such a, why people have make such you a know big what? deal out of that. We thing. are the most studied generation, but why are we the most studied generation? It's because people want to understand where we're coming from because it's something they've never seen before. That's a fucking really good thing. For someone to st- want to study you and study your lifestyle and study the way that you perceive things and perceive life and work and Maslow's hierarchy, the way that we perceive that is like so extraordinary to some people they don't understand so they have to study it that says it all right there i think i want to close with us just saying like the basic reasons why millennials are going to change the world um because yeah we just got into it like pretty hard and heavy because we want you guys to understand we want to create those visuals in your mind because that's how it works but i think we're this is why these are my reasons from revolutionary art to revolutionary production all these cool ass documentaries that millennials have created that shit it would never be real back in the day and this is altering people's perceptions and that's why it's revolutionary i think that we have the hope and a lot of us um are motivated by our I mean, our parents, I'm lucky lucky to be motivated by our parents. If you're not, you can be motivated by someone else. But I am lucky I'm motivated to create. And I don't think that the, you talked about it earlier. That's not something that you had growing up. No, not at all. Right. And so I also think that it's so interesting and rad to see that we are creating consulting businesses where we are consulting a Gen Xers, a baby boomers business. And we are telling them what to do to succeed. We are consulting a Gen Xers or baby boomers life. I am helping Gen Xers, not saying that this is anything wrong with them, but if it says something when I can sit down and kind of help guide someone 20 years older older than me to answers that they may have never seen because of my perception it's fucking beautiful and that is why millennials are going to change the world absolutely and that's why because you guys are and you 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 live a lot in that self-actualization stage you understand that the breathing the food the water and the sex and sleep and security and the friendship and all that kind of stuff is there the thing that you guys don't do is you guys don't dwell on the fact that that there's something that that is a commodity you look at them them as a flow and as an energy, and that's exactly what they are, and that's why it's so great to deal with millennials on in mass because you guys have the ability to go up and down in terms of that of the Maslow hierarchy, and you have the ability to be creative. You know the whole, the big difference and the reason why to sum this up for me why millennials will change the world is because you guys are starting to realize and understand the truth. And here's the truth: the truth is, you're artists, plain and simple. You are artists, mm-hmm. and you're philosophers. At the same time, your artists and your philosophers, once you empower yourself to understand and accept the fact that your way of doing things, your way of thinking of things, your your creative power and your creative energy is needed out in the world, it's unique. Nobody else can provide that. If you start to understand that and then find your avenue, your unique avenue in order to share that, it could be with one person, it could be with 
50, it could be with a million people. It doesn't matter. Start with whatever it, whatever the case is and realize that it's that morality and creativity and spontaneity and problem solving and all that kind of stuff. Continue to look to expand, to operate in that level and to understand really what the value of your life is to yourself right. and to other people and to the world in general. Because, you know, what? every single day that goes by, I, I, I tell my clients, you know, you hit the pillow that night and you think, God, what did I do? I mean, you know, this is it. You only have 27,000 days in your life. You know that. Typically, yeah. that's that's on average 27,000. It may seem like a lot. It's not. It's not a lot. And when you get up to 50 or 45, you're going to go, you know, I really wasted a lot of time. Right. And and you will, you know, and, and in context, you will look back and some days will be unproductive if you look at them specifically. But overall, they won't be just it's all about you understanding and empowering yourself to realize that you have the ability. That's it. You have the ability to fill in the blank. Yeah, anything we want to do, we have the ability to do. And that's really cool. Um, Obviously, do it strategically and don't be an idiot about it. But that's why we are here to help. So hit me up at Lexi at CrucialAwareness.com if you have any questions or concerns. Um, And then definitely check out JavaBud.com. Tony's got some great shit on there for you. And I'm going to put up the uh, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs on the in the show notes just so everybody can can grab that or just take a, I mean you can google it and there's a bajillion of them that come up and it's yeah. pretty but if if you really want to square yourself up and realize how things work this is a pretty good guideline on how to do it and uh you know I hope I hope this empowered you this 35 minutes or 40 minutes and uh, go out and make somebody else's day amazing too peace out